0: You know, I am. I'm. I'm. I'm scared. I'm gonna miss everything I want to say about this movie because there's so much to uh, talk about. Uh, but yeah, very excited to do this one. Thank you for the recommendation. This was all all courtesy of you. If you didn't go, deep, you you and you and Corey and Spencer, every now and again, you just you find these fucking things. Out of nowhere, I don't know where, you just go into the deep, dark reaches of horror uh, 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 things. Uh, I'm going to be honest. It's
1: one of those things on TikTok. I don't know what these are. I don't know why they happen. Somehow I find myself watching them from time to time where it's like the cut screen and the top half is playing part of a movie or describing a movie um, and what happens in that movie and the bottom half is someone doing something like sand art or baking and you almost hit me in the face with that sorry um and so i'm like distracted by that and then they're like describing this movie i'm like what the fuck i gotta what is this so i start looking through the comments i find him like well this is bizarre i'm gonna have to save it and tell austin about it because the cast and the plot were so wild
0: yeah uh oh so this one was a tiktok uh fine yes it was now, they were doing what
1: with the video in the background? It's like one of those things where like they do the I, Am I the Asshole while someone's baking a cake or making something. It's like they're just doing something random. Oh, usually while
0: it's it- Minecraft when I see that.
1: Yeah, and mine is usually um, people baking f- cakes. I can't stop watching it. And then I'm like, oh, damn, I didn't mean to watch this whole thing, but I was confused. Gonna- I was distracted by icing.
0: Well, thank you, TikTok. Um, it brings so much joy to everybody.
1: But this is where it's like that's happening on one half of the screen, but the other half is like they're playing parts of a show or parts of a movie. I don't know what that's about, mm. but I keep seeing them at random.
0: You must be in a weird uh, algorithm section of tickety-tuck.
1: Yes. Yes, I am.
0: Because <clears throat> I'm, I'm not there.
1: No, you're not.
0: No. Um, but today, Hello. Hi. Hi. Uh, Today we are talking, it's episode 163. I'm your host, Austin Proctor, and that is your other host with the most, as always, bitch, I'm a ghost, Gabrielle Proctor. Wow. Do-do-do-do-do-do. We are talking about a movie called Cherry Falls today. If you think you will not get a visual of this in the movie, you would be dead wrong. Because... Oh, boy. I'm spoiling that. Not even a spoiler. Uh, Cherry Falls is the name of a town in some fuck where uh, up somewhere. Where did they specify what state? No. Did they say? Okay. So it's Cherry Falls, any town USA. Um,
1: somewhere near West Virginia. Not too ma- far. Mama.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because he was saying he was going to West Virginia and that was like two hours away because she said West Virginia. And I was like,
1: Mountain So mama, it may be Virginia.
0: Take me home. Bear, Vir- it was shot in Virginia. Richmond, so Virginia. probably just Virginia. Probably Virginia. Okay. It's in Virginia. Uh, yeah, so this is a, a great time. I only knew the uh, you know minor IMDB summary going in, and we'll read that in a little bit. So that's pretty much all I knew. And boy, was it a fucking treat. Yeah. So much to say on this movie, but we've got, of course, many other things to talk about. Uh, first up being, we're going to talk about Halloween Ends, because we haven't spoke on that yet. I know I briefly mentioned it with Corey last week, but he hadn't seen it. And the week before that, we released the podcast the day before we saw Halloween Ends. So we got to talk about Halloween Ends, even though I've ta- I have talked—I feel like I've talked about it at this point fucking relentlessly. I've done a TikTok on it, or two TikToks on it. I've talked about it on uh, the podcast I did yesterday with Slashers. I talked with them. About, I'm pretty sure me and Nick and Michael on the Shameless Picture Show talked about Halloween Ends at some point. I feel like I've talked about it so much, but somehow it's not been on the podcast uh, but yes, I was also on two other episodes of podcasts podcast that will be out later. So, shameless picture show and slashers. Uh, but let's, let's talk about Halloween. We got to get this out there. It's got to be said. Feelings, thoughts, go.
1: Okay, so... I know everybody hates this movie for some reason. I didn't hate it. I wasn't like, oh, this is a masterpiece. I felt that, to keep it simple, I felt that the whole plot line between Corey and... Lori's granddaughter, whose name has left my head entirely right now.
0: Let's go with Snorri. Allison. Allison.
1: That seems like her name. We're going to call her Allison. Yeah. Uh, their whole story and his whole arc, it yeah, it overshadowed the rest of the movie. And had it been its own film and his connection with Michael Meyer had not been like the, had it been like they could have made it a different we've never heard of it totally made up villain and it, he could have had his own movie. That would have been a better received movie because it wasn't trying to hinge in a random story to a big franchise. Like we, I, I told you my concern was that at the last minute when you were telling me about Corey, before we saw the film, yep, my concern was that they were going to try to make you care about a character at the 11th hour Every time any show or movie has ever or like movie series has ever tried to do that, it does not work. It's like season eight of that 70s show. Eric's left and Kelso's left. No one gives a shit about whoever the fuck Randy is. <laughs> like nobody cares about him you can't make us care about him. He is not established. We have not had time to grow with him, and one season is not going to make me like that person.
0: Especially at the at the end. At the
1: end, where you're trying like, to see where will everybody end yeah, up?
0: You're trying to wrap it up. I don't need some bozo coming in and ruining my shit.
1: They did the same shit to the Brady Bunch. They ended it. They added in a random cousin because the kids were getting a little too old, so they wanted to add a youthful kid and. Everybody hated that kid. Oh, no. Because he was, like, annoying. He wasn't funny. It doesn't work. You cannot add someone in in the 11th hour and expect everyone to care. But again, I say I like Corey. Had they given him, like, if it had been a separate film, I would have liked his thing way more.
0: Yeah. um, he For him to come in and cap off the trilogy for David Gordon Green to... Cap off the trilogy that he did with, yeah, some random person who has not been mentioned, has not been in, was not a part of anything. To make him such a focal point of the movie was a very odd decision. And I know, at least I assume, what he was going for, because in every movie, you kind of see different trauma. You get in the first movie, and I've actually got this thing pulled up that I wanted to kind of uh, reference to. That this guy, I showed it to you about how he, yes, yeah, okay, many oh, times. Okay, okay, I'll go into that. Um, but what David Gordon Green did with the trilogy is, you know, every every it's almost like every movie was about trauma because you have trauma in the first movie about Laurie and her family directed directly impacted from Michael Myers and that whole trauma. Okay, and then in Kills you have the trauma that the town has been through with Michael Myers and forty years ago him wreaking havoc and then coming back. So you have the town's trauma. And then in the third one, it's like they just specifically honed in on one person's trauma, but it wasn't really directly related to Michael Myers per se. His trauma was more getting bullied by people, which by the way, if you're in your 20s getting bullied by fucking seniors, dude, that's just I don't even know how that's even possible. Just fucking pull their pants over their head and throw them in the river.
1: It's, it's a- senior band kids yeah why yeah. are you not pushing that kid yeah. over and also what's like what is up with those kids i've never seen a band kid be a bully like that in my life and i was in color guard for god's sakes me so, firsthand experience not a thing
0: so we talked about this yesterday when i was doing this uh, episode with slashers and uh aid who's one of the hosts over there said almost the same exact thing as you or I think it was, it was either Aid or one of the other people. I don't know. Um, but they were like, "When did band kids become so tough?" And we asked Aid because she's a senior teacher, and we were like, "Are they like that now?" And they're like, "No, not really. They're more kind of cocky and stuff like that." And I was like, "Yeah, when did become? When did band kids go from nerds to being these hard like fucking punks?" It's not a thing.
1: Yeah, I can tell you uh, two things that band kids and drama kids are, but uh, it ain't that. It
0: ain't that. So, yeah, that was very weird for him to get bullied, especially when he's in his 20s. I I wouldn't even bother with that. Um, But, yeah, it, it seems like every movie was some way, shape, or form involving some sort of trauma and how people dealt with it. But the really cool thing that this one guy posted, his name is Joey Click on Facebook, he posted this thing that he had an epiphany about the new trilogy, which is the fact that David Gordon Green essentially... Uh, warranted, or not warranted He uh, got the same response That the original three movies did Because the 2018 and 1978 Are, you know, Michael's being transported There's a character who knows he's pure evil This time it's Lori instead of Loomis uh, The shape escapes And then there, there's a bad doctor this time Instead of a good doctor Babysitters die Michael battles the heroine and we think he's dead, but he isn't, you know, getting up on the lawn in 78 and this time with the breathing at the end of the uh, at the end of the first one. And the Halloween kills is essentially a remake of two majority of the movie takes place in a movie with Laurie being sidelined the whole time. Major complaints from the original sequel and uh, as our protagonist isn't as active, which uh, that's the thing I said. I was like, it's like Laurie wasn't even in the movie, but that's kind of how two was the original one. And then both uh, films feature Michael in a killing rampage. He being much more brutal and kills and Halloween, two and then 3 which if you know anything about Halloween 3 season of the witch uh it's like the weirdo cousin of the Halloween movies because it doesn't it doesn't involve Michael Myers it involves a completely different storyline and that's exactly what he did with Corey he made it about something else and even the fucking texts uh that they use for 2018 kill or um, Halloween kills and Halloween ends are all the same text from Halloween 1 2 and 3 so there's a lot of parallels going on but it's like if you, it's a weird decision as a filmmaker to be like, I want to elicit the same responses as the original ones, and everyone's gonna hate the third one. Why? Like, you know what I mean? If you, that's what you want, you wanted people to not like this movie. Fucking why make the movie? It's Maybe just it's weird. Maybe it's a
1: commentary on how, um, much like with so many fandoms, um, people say they love something, but then you give them what they ask for, and they hate how you presented it. And yeah. it's like it happens with. Everything, every remake is usually received poorly, um, good or bad. They're, like, rarely are they unanimously received better. Um, You know, it it happens in in horror movies. It happens in Marvel. It happens in Star Wars. Like, you wanted more of this content. We have to create new stories. And then you're mad that we created new stories. And it's like, yeah, you do have to try to update it. You do have to bring in more current social topics. You do have to find new and creative ways to scare people. If you want to watch the exact same movie over again, put on the fucking original and stop asking for more stuff.
0: And the, yeah, and this is one franchise where the original is revered as the best and of course if you've listened to this podcast, you know that's not at all how I feel. I don't think the movie's bad in any any shape or form. Uh, but I I absolutely don't think it's the best one. I appreciate what it has done for slashers and, you know, the move, because I mean, essentially, that is what really kicked off all of the slashers in the 80s, because before Texas Chainsaw, you had very few or sorry, before um, Halloween from 78, you had very few actual like slasher movies, the, the, like, you know, John Carpenter's original Halloween is really credited as like the true, like the first true slasher. So I appreciate everything it's done and I I am growing to like it more over time, but I don't know. I just feel like people that like Halloween are obsessed with the first movie so much that they, nothing will ever match that for them. So they're just, they, you know, they pick apart everything about the movie as for me, I am the opposite. I look at everything I liked about the movie and take, you know, enjoy what I can, because did I like the story? No, it's fucking stupid. Why are we making it about Corey? Yeah, I like, would have
1: liked it if it had been its own, <laughs> as its own movie. That would have been a great story.
0: Like something, something, a Halloween tale. You know what I mean? Like what they did with uh, Ro- Rogue One, a Star Wars story.
1: Or like they could have done something like freaky. Make up a serial killer. Right. Give him a backstory. Give him a spooky mask. Set that person to be the thing that comes into contact with Corey. Make the your own separate fucking film, yeah. because everything that happened with him was interesting and cool, and like right. I, re- I really liked what happened with him. But in the context of a Halloween film, you're like, what? Why is this here? Yeah, why? It, this, is does this does here? not belong here.
0: Yeah, and and Michael Myers is you know barely in it. Uh, I think he had. Eight total minutes of screen time and you know it's funny because people online were like "He only had eight minutes and then people told uh i think he has about nine and a half or 11 minutes in the original so people were like that's not a valid argument because he barely has more screen time than the original so it's like but at the end of the day it it does make it doesn't make sense to not have your pro you know your antagonist be the focal point of the the last movie of a specific trilogy
1: Beatles just only had 15 minutes
0: yeah well, yeah, that, that's weird. It's but like, I know
1: that happens all the time. That's yeah. not unusual. It's not
0: unusual. But you, you would expect him to have more screen time, you know, for the last. You would just kind of expect it. You know what I mean? But he doesn't. And he's also kind of just weak in this one. I mean,
1: he's like 400 years old. I don't care how much <laughs> super psychic strength he's got. He's still fucking old. He's still working in a body that, by the way, four years prior to the events of this film had been. Beat to absolute shit after being on fire. Yeah. And please tell me about all the medical treatment he received. We he The fact that he didn't die of infection is impressive. So, yeah, of course, he's all frail and shit. He never had medical treatment. He got beat up, and then he was living in a fucking hole. Well,
0: I think the problem with that, though, that even I kind of have is, yeah, but he's never been... I mean, I guess if the if they're trying to do something different and actually kind of humanize him more than all the other movies because he's just an unstoppable killing machine that doesn't ever ever show really weakness like like remember when he killed for the first time then he started shaking and convulsing like he was coming back to life i was like what the fuck Let's was
1: Recharge?
0: Yeah, it was just weird. So I don't know. It I have so many mixed feelings on it, but at the end of the day, I still enjoyed it. I liked it more than kills, and that's literally all I wanted. I was like, just give me I said, give me a three star movie, and I'll be happy. And that's exactly what I got. A three star movie. It was good to an extent, it was bad to an extent. But I think we can all agree that it had one of the most solid intros. Not it was not Halloween at all, but that fucking cold open was absolutely insane. That yeah. kid, the kid's smashed face. It was crazy. Yeah, so.
1: Yeah. Um, look, I'm going to say something here. Okay. <laughs> I, I hope so. Uh, this is a podcast. we got to uh, fill some I time. And I am sorry, everybody else.
0: Oh, okay. Oh I, I don't like this.
1: don't care about the Halloween movies. I enjoy watching <sighs> them with you when they're on. Um, I like the 2018 one. Michael Myers has never been interesting to me. <sighs> um, oh, and oh. I'm sorry, but like, oh. I- I'm I'm sorry. living with you.
0: You're the real monster.
1: Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I know everybody wow. like absolutely loves Michael Myers. I don't care. He doesn't make noise. He, the most exciting feature is his ability to kill people, which, weirdly enough, I can watch so many other films where people are just as good at killing people in creative manners. Wow. And they have actual like character traits, um, and this is why I'm into more into things like Scream because it's like a They're fucking
0: ki- okay, the killer does talk,
1: damn it, but he's on the yeah. phone though. Um, it's fucking there's more like there's more of that. Where is he? What's he doing? It's not like who the fuck is this? Oh, I'm dead, and. Then there's like the getting to hearing. the like the reason why I'm sorry, but like it's more interesting to me. And I'm what the fuck did you expect Michael Myers to do the whole last movie? Again, he's a thousand years old. He's been living in a hole. What did you expect him to be doing? How much of the film did you expect him to be in? Like he's clearly been hiding out for four years. He's not just like, mm, well, it's been four years. Time to get out again. No, he was he clearly prior to. Corey finding his ass in that fucking like cobweb crack in the wall, uh, was planning on living and dying in that, in that sewer because he had no intention. The the homeless man said he occasionally drags people in there. People who happen to be nearby. Dude did not care. He was just going to die. I
0: don't know what to say. We just, we just lost half of our like 12 listeners. Okay sorry everybody that's uh, yeah all the people that were here to hear us talk are gone now because you don't care about Michael Myers
1: I care about I'm kind of hurt Freddie I really kinda enjoy hurt. watching the Jason films do I think Jason can be silly sometimes yeah but it's I enjoy to them be. more because you know it's not like that one time well one time he murdered his sister and that means everybody has to die he's like I was bullied and now I'm crazy who Jason.
0: Oh well, he was, you know, drowned.
1: Yeah, and he was all messed up in the face see, and in the that's head. okay. And so like, he has more of a a motivation, and then the whole crazy. Your mom's telling you to kill people. Motivation.
0: No, okay, I can okay, I can see common ground with you on this situation because it always bothered me that the original Halloween does not explain anything. Kid just snaps, kills his sister, breaks out of the mental institution for fucking what re what reason? You got to give me a reason. That's what I'm saying. Fucking, like, I'm I sorry, I can't,
1: con- like, I can't connect with them because he's evil. But you know, I can't really connect with him as enjoying him more as a villain. Do I like his whole aesthetic thing? Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, and like, he's, like, he's like fucking iconic.
1: But his iconic thing is standing around and staring, and how That's good he is thing. at killing people. And I'm like, I can watch several other people do lots of fun kills, and um, then we get to find out why they're so fucking crazy.
0: No, I agree with you, and that's why I think the Rob Zombie ones work for me so well is because Zombie gave us a backstory, but everyone that loves the original were like, we don't need a backstory, and oh, that's not how his backstory would have been, and blah, blah, blah. I don't fucking care. Again, there was There was a backstory. to fandoms. Yeah, there was a reason for the madness. You can't just give me no reason for madness. Every single serial killer that has ever been alive has explained, what? What? That's
1: what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, has, has
0: some reason for doing it, even if they say, I don't know. That's still a reason.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like,
0: we did like, I guess that's I just, the same not thing. Like for I my... don't,
1: it's not like I hate him. I just, I don't really care that much. Like I'll watch them when they're on. I'll watch them with you, but I'm like, uh, yeah, I, I'm like, I, I like Lori as a character. Um, well, I think, I think more it's... so now she's a little on the odd side, but you know, I think that's because they also tried to wedge her personality over towards Jamie Lee Curtis a little bit towards no. the, uh, latter side of these films
0: makes sense but yeah not having a motivation kills me and um yeah i guess i don't know really as an answer but most you know most of the time when you listen to interviews with those people like all the shit on netflix you see with like ted bundy tapes like there's reasons for shit like there was like something in their childhood that fucked them up like there's no explanation in the first movie it's just like kid is what like six or seven kills sister okay don't like that at all but uh i guess a lot of people enjoy the a joy that exactly, like the mystery of what why what drove him to that? I don't know. Fucking tell me. That would be great. I'd be I'd love to have a reason. But we didn't get one until almost, you know, thirty years later with Rob Zombie. So Yeah. It's very weird. Um, you know, uh, it seems to be the that everyone who really enjoyed kills hates ends. Uh to be fair, I haven't really heard anybody say anything good about ends. Everyone's saying it's the worst Halloween movie ever made. Like they haven't fucking seen Resurrection or, or kills. fucking Kills or curse. Like, have you not seen any of those Halloween movies? Because those are all were even fucking Halloween five is worse. Okay. Like I'm sorry. All these people that are saying ends is the worst is I just I'm sorry. I'm not saying you're wrong, but you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. There is far worse movies. If we can't all agree that resurrection is the worst, I don't know what I don't know what I'm doing with my life anymore.
1: Yeah, sorry. At this point, it's like, you know what? Let Halloween end. Start a new franchise, man. Get a new <clears throat> killer like we need someone that comes back for six or 12 movies that's new and fresh and it we did that. not originate in the 70s or 80s. We have that. Which one? His
0: name is Art the fucking clown. We have He's a, been
1: in two movies. That's
0: still though I'm saying we still have we have a new like slasher on our hands who's kind of filling in the void that Michael Myers is not because you know it's also indie, so it takes a lot more time for them to get made. but we have two solid fucking terrifier movies, and we know he's gonna make more. He's made like six million dollars so far on this fucking movie that costs two hundred and fifty thousand
1: I don't disagree with you but but I'm disagreeing I'll with you, you because <laughs> unlike Terrifier um these were more accessible because the um outright like Falls to the wall violence and gore and Terrifier really kind of limits the audience. Whereas, not now. <laughs> sure, Halloween is like... There, parts are really exciting, and other part, parts you're like, oh, this is taking a while. Um, it's accessible to people who haven't seen a scary movie before. Terrifier? You show that to someone who's a little antsy about getting into horror, and they're never fucking watch another horror movie again. Like, it's not accessible. We need something that people can, like... Get attached to and like, like, OK, I guess Ghostface is someone we have that's more current that like we have different films. And yes, obviously, it's a little different because it's someone's o- different is always filling in the shoe. Uh, well, and the- It's
0: also still 26 years, too. So, yeah. So
1: like we need something more recent. That's like because they just keep reusing the old stuff over and over hey, again. We
0: had Victor Crowley for like eight years, I think. And I, you uh, know, Adam Green. I know he'd love to make another one, and I'd love to see more Victor, Victor Crowley. Are you shitting me? Those are hatchet movies. Are some of my favorite slashers It's because it's like Terrifier. It's all like practical effects, and that's what I appreciate so much about Terrifier. Is I. But I, yeah, I can agree that yes, it is a little bit more. I guess inaccessible in the way that it's it is hyper gory, and
1: um, not that they're not fun to watch. It's just like you got to give people room to be interested in the films. Yeah. Like if you show someone something that's so dark and violent, you're going to lose an audience member because... That is not the place you start at. Yeah,
0: that's like showing someone uh, a Serbian film for their first horror movie, and then they'll never watch another one again.
1: Or probably movies. And
0: probably just bleach their eyes so they don't have to see anything ever again.
1: I guess you've been uh, seeing a lot of people talking about how they're sick of uh, people saying, oh, this movie wasn't, whenever they're sharing their favorite scary movies or movies they found scary, people going, oh, you don't know scary till you've seen a Serbian film or this or that. Like, stop.
0: Oh, stop! We ga- get sta- you've yeah. seen it. Stop gatekeeping.
1: Like we we get you've seen that movie. Nobody actually wants to watch that movie. And if you did, good for you. But that doesn't mean just because it was scary for you, that doesn't mean like this film I can't think is scary. Like just because you didn't think it was scary, I I can I have a different level of fear. Yeah. it doesn't make me any less into horror movies because I found a film with less horrifying imagery <laughs> imagery but still found scary
0: yeah it's like the people that are uh, say uh, you know you're not a fan of horror until you've seen this or or like I've, I saw this one going around for a long time it was a meme where it was like you don't know if you don't know who this man is you're not a true fan of horror and it was Tom Savini and I commented I was like since when does knowing about one person in horror or not knowing about them make you a true fan? I was like that's gatekeeping. Yeah, gatekeeping. Stop! Stop horror. it! Yeah, stop it! You can be a true fan of horror if you just enjoy watching horror. You don't have to know who fucking Tom yeah. Savini is, and all, and also if you're not in the horror community, of course you're not going to know who that is. That's a very niche person in horror. Well, he's, he's very well known, but like,
1: or well, it's like, <laughs> oh, you I'm, haven't. You're not into horror if you haven't seen every film from every horror icon, like. That's unattainable, and it's unfair to say, oh, I get to decide what makes you a horror fan. Yeah. Maybe you just exclusively like one series of horror movies. You're still a horror fan. Yeah. You're just, you have a smaller, like, library to choose from which is fine you're allowed to do that
0: well and I, it's like me i you know i didn't see nightmare on elm street until uh i think we said it's on the last episode last year the year before so but am i not a true horror fan just because i hadn't seen the freddy
1: movies i unfortunately saw it way too soon and that <laughs> really messed me up man just like i saw scream too soon movies that i love and appreciate now but when i was younger people showed those to me and let me tell you
0: horrifying
1: yeah that was some upsetting shit um actually come to think of it yeah no that was right that there's two separate people that show me those movies um was like those were terrifying those really upset me um and it it wasn't until i was like in high school that i started to get more into horror films and then i got way more into them when you and i got together but it's like
0: i have that effect on people.
1: <laughs> i was more of a casual horror fan growing up and then it would be like oh well you're not horror fan enough because you don't know everything about everything
0: yeah it's funny you say that though uh because that was what uh one of my exes uh was you know like you like liked horror but didn't you know wasn't really into it like i was so i showed her and her friends vhs and that was a horrible idea on my end because that's a pretty fucking terrifying movie if you've seen it and then I'm just like, what are you making us watch? Oh, my God. And then, you know, like, cut to, like, six months to a year later, you know, we're going to every horror movie in theaters. So, yeah, I've, I've done, I have done have that effect on people, apparently, where I just, like, make them watch horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> like, watch this. You fucking, I'm forcing you to watch this. And then I open people's eyes to, like, these weird, obscure movies. And they're like, ooh, I like horror now. I'm like, well, it's, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in horror. So, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad, I'm glad that you it was well received by you because it could have been because I was the already watching way.
1: movies. There's plenty of horror movies that I seen that no, I you know. had not seen yet or yeah. haven't seen because we watch different movies and this is fun. Boy, because- do we. Because then we can show each other different movies. Like there are plenty of movies I've watched you never saw before, and you would never have purposely watched. And then you really enjoyed them after. Looking you at
0: you, them. sliding windows or
1: sliding doors. Sli-
0: that was one of them. Uh, what was the other one that I really liked with you and McGregor? And it was like the fifties or whatever. You and McGregor. McGregor had like a penthouse. He was like this player. Oh, guy. Down
1: with Love. Fucking
0: oh, it's so good. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. Or you
1: also enjoyed Muriel's Wedding. These are films you wouldn't personally looked out for for yourself, but it's like even
0: if I did see them. And Failure to Launch that was another good one you showed me.
1: I had never watched that with you.
0: Oh, what's what was the guy from Friends, Matthew Perry? What was that Fools one? Russian. rush in. Fools rush in. There we go. Who
1: are you watching movies with?
0: I thought it was Failure
1: to Launch. Who's was in no. that? That's Matthew McConaughey and, and Sarah, Sarah oh. Jessica Parker. Oh, Matthew McConaughey and J-Lo are in Wedding Planner, and we haven't watched that yet because it's <laughs> not ah! February. I can't keep track
0: of this. We fucking will. Okay. Uh,
1: where were we? What were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about gatekeeping horror. We should probably yeah. get back on track. Don't
0: yet. gatekeep horror people. Um, so, let's go. You want
1: more horror movies, make horror more accessible. Yes,
0: we need more people to be fans of horror. Don't gatekeep. Don't make people feel bad. Because if you make people feel bad for not being a true horror fan, then they might not they might just forget about it. They'll be like, maybe this isn't for me. You know what I mean? So
1: Well, it's like, why don't. do you think I have such little Marvel stuff in my office? I have that tiny like I have four figures maybe. Because I don't really want to advertise that I'm big into Marvel because I'm not big enough. I like the movies, yeah. and that is not considered a true Marvel fan because I haven't read every fucking comic, even though I would if I even knew where to goddamn begin.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I'm a Marvel fan. It's not my personality, just like Harry Potter's not. Although The Office does seem to be my personality, so there you go. Yeah. Oh, shut up. Um, so my 31 Days of Horror continues with so much shit. We had um we watched like so many movies, so yep. let's see. Uh I watched Sleepaway Two Sleep Sleepaway Two Sleepaway Camp Two and Three. I thought they were both excellent movies, so fun and campy, shockingly. Uh Shocker was also a great West Craven joint, Exorcist Three and Death Becomes Her, four stars. Oh yeah, and then Sleepaway Camp 2, 3 Shocker, 3.5. Pet Cemetery 2, actually a really fun time with Edward Furlong and Clancy Brown. Brown Clancy? Good Clancy. old
1: Brown Clancy. Clancy
0: Deuce, what's his name? Uh, Jeff Matthews. Clancy, yeah, Clancy Brown. An
1: old King Clancy.
0: An old King Clancy, <laughs> that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, Clancy Brown is uh, one of the prison guards in Shawshank. He's also in uh, Flubber and other movies. But that was a really good campy movie. It was just so silly and wacky. And then we've got Raising Cain, which I made you watch with me, which I thought was a fucking brilliant movie. And fun fact to everybody listening, because everybody told you this. Twice. Well, here it goes for the third time. You want me to... I can oh, just, boy. Shut shush, 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 This is cool. So I was looking up what the difference between theatrical and director's cut was, because I always do that. Sometimes it's worth it to watch the directors. Sometimes it's not. In this case, however, with Raising Cain, the director's cut is not a director's cut because some random dude in Holland, some random Dutch man saw the film, somehow got a copy of it. I don't know. He recut the film into the, the, the director's cut, quote unquote. Brian De Palma somehow got his hands on it, watched it, and liked it enough that he asked Scream Factory to include that cut in the Blu-ray that they put out. So, the director's cut is more of a fan cut. And apparently, I haven't seen the uh, theatrical. I'm going to go back and watch it now to see the differences. But the director's cut is much more mysterious and intriguing. And I can tell you, that movie was a fucking trip. John Lithgow, I've always liked him. I always thought he was great. I loved him in Dexter. Of course, I always think of Lord Farquaad when I see or when I hear his voice as well. But he was, I thought he was brilliant in this movie. He portrayed a crazy person so well. And everything in that movie was, I don't know, like you you, you enjoyed it, right?
1: Yeah, no, I did. I okay. thought it was um, really fun. It really did keep you on your toes. I mean, obviously we figured it out because it is also an older movie. So the uh, mystery storytelling, some of it, we were just like, oh, this is probably it. And, yeah. you know, you really don't know till the end, especially with that edit. I'm sure it was different with the original edit. But um, yeah, it was
0: much more nonlinear in the director's cut.
1: I thought it was really fun. Um and I thought they did a great job with it.
0: Yeah, I gave that one four and a half because I, I really I really enjoyed that one. Did not expect to see to enjoy that one so much because it only has a three point two on letterbox, but that's probably because most people, because I even posted this to a few groups and I was like, make sure you watch the director's cut And on every single post in every, you know, one of the groups, they were like, there's a director's cut. I'm like, oh yeah. And then I told them the story in a little blurb. I was like, if you haven't seen it, and then everyone's like buying it on Amazon. I'm like, oh shit. Okay. So apparently people don't even know about the director's cut. So if you haven't seen Raising Cain and you haven't seen the director's cut, just buy it from shot factory. It's like 16 bucks. It was just a surprise movie that I didn't anticipate to like as much as I did. Super solid. And then the last thing I watched was today. And that was Clive Barker's Lord of Illusions, which I quite thoroughly enjoyed. And I think you would actually enjoy this as well. Very uh, 90s, especially with some of the CG. But uh, what's his face is in it. Scott Bakula is in it. And he oh. is he is fantastic. Love Scott Bakula. And uh, Famke Jensen, super young Famke Jensen. Famke. Famke Jensen, whatever. Uh, but yeah, Lord of Illusions is uh, probably my favorite Clive Barker directed movie so far because Nightbreed was weird. We all know how I feel about Hellraiser, uh, but this one, uh, I enjoyed this one very much. Uh, the favorite, My favorite Clive Barker like movie of all time is obviously Midnight Me Train, but he didn't direct that. So, you know. But yeah, that's what I've been watching. You've been watching pretty much the same thing as me and mine is some of my 31 Days of Horror, and we watched Scream 1 and 2 the other day, and we're going to watch the other three at some point because you can't just watch one and two. Yeah. Got to go to the dumpster fire, and then it brings it back with four, and then five is just fucking awesome. Um, oh, yeah, we got to do our lists. We got to do our lists. Oh. Did you not? You said
1: you did a list. Yeah, it's my overalls in the other room.
0: You should go get it while I kill some time. Okay. You, wait, you wrote it down? You didn't put it on your phone?
1: I wrote it on a sticky note.
0: <laughs> go run and get it quickly. I'll just kill some time by sing. No, I will I will, I will not do that. So uh, what's going on, Zul? I don't have any treats for you. I have to kill some time. No no idea how long she's going to be. Oh, goodness. But yes, it is an is exciting time. An exciting time for horror right now, especially because it's October. We've been watching The Midnight Club by Mike Flanagan. We are like five episodes into that. It is uh, definitely different than his normal stuff. I feel like I've already said this on a previous episode, but I've been on like three podcasts in the last week, so I can't remember half the fucking shit I say. You were sprinting. <laughs> All right, so I told you to do five. I did 15 because I couldn't fucking- Because you
1: couldn't just stick I could... to your own rule? I couldn't
0: narrow it down, man. I you broke... wanted to make me look bad? I broke them up into five sections of five, or three sections of five. I didn't do 25. Okay,
1: well, I have five.
0: We're going to go from five from- Do fifth... I
1: get to explain why?
0: I, sure. I mean, I, I have two on here that really aren't slashers. So. Okay. So, uh, so we're going to do our uh, we were going to do an NBA draft style picking of favorite slashers, but I figured mine and yours are going to be totally different anyway. So we're just going to do our top five slashers. I did 15 um, because I have no self control, but. We'll do our five, and then I'll name off mine, and then we'll keep going. So, uh,
1: and then we'll get to the movie. Then
0: we'll get to the movie, yeah. So, what's your number? What's your fifth one?
1: My oh, I had to order these. Uh,
0: well, yeah, I figured least favorite, you know, least favorite to favorite.
1: Uh, I will go with the butcher from Freaky.
0: Oh, okay, nice.
1: I only selected him sometimes her uh because of the creativity and the adaptability of the kills like i will kill you with what's most conveniently nearby never like oh i'm gonna get something that's more like glance to the left bottle Glance to the right oh there's something right there perfect i'll murder you with that nailed it so i really appreciate that um enthusiasm and just like i will just let the universe bring me your your murder weapon
0: yeah that's how it should always be done uh, number five for me is Art the Clown. Not gonna explain that one. Pretty self-explanatory. Shocker. Shocker! You don't. You don't. You don't. You don't even know. You don't even know. You think someone's gonna be on my top five, but they're not on my top five, and they're on but, my.
1: So far, it was. Yeah. Uh, what's your four? Adrian Griffin, The Invisible Man. What the fuck? Think about it. It is a guy who is invisible, who is killing people around. Mostly the kills take place around one woman. But not only does he, you know, kill people with this. Oh, the remake. Yeah. But he gaslights her into thinking she's crazy. That's uh, killing with, you know, some flavor.
0: Wow. You got some really creative answers. These are far better than mine.
1: Ha ha. No, they're going to just fall apart. Uh, oh, towards the top okay. three.
0: Number four, Victor Crowley. Again, not explaining that. Art. And Vi- oh,
1: my God. I can't believe it.
0: Uh, Art the Clown and Victor Crowley are both like new age old horse, old horse, old horse. Or- <laughs> they're new age movies with old school horror gore moments. There we go. Old horse. Old horse. Number three for you.
1: Freddy. I mean, no-
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not you don't need to explain that. Uh Chucky for me, again, don't need to explain it. I love his attitude and he's just he's just it's so much fun. And, and we're
1: finally gonna get to check out the show.
0: Yeah, with Brad Dora voicing him. No offense to Mark Hamill, because I can't I can't even be mad at Mark Hamill. Like he's a great voice actor and an awesome human being and a great actor, but I just it wasn't Chucky. So
1: I thought the movie was fine. It was just a little on the silly side. Yeah,
0: and the CG did not look CG. Damn. But uh yeah, Chucky for me. Number two.
1: Peach fuzz. Oh shit! See, instead yeah. of being the slasher that comes to you, he lures people in. Sometimes they get away, but you know he gets to it. Yeah. Either way, the uh, luring someone in, exposing you crazy from the get go, and getting them to stay, it's beautiful.
0: Wow. All right, my number two. Not a really a slasher, but I don't care. I'm bending the rules. Jigsaw.
1: Oh my god, I could have made your top five for you.
0: Fuck off. You would have put Jason in there.
1: Uh probably. Yeah. Uh Ghostface. We all know number yeah. 1 for me is Ghostface. I never stop loving Ghostface despite it being the thing that traumatized me for well over a year. That's fair. There is something really beautiful about a horror icon that people can't icon. those horror icons. <laughs> uh the people cannot stop feeling compelled to pick up the mantle and commit some murder with. Yep.
0: You're never going to guess my number 1. It's impossible. Go ahead. It is impossible. Go ahead. I want you to guess first.
1: Go ahead. No,
0: because you're going to be like, oh, that's what I was going to guess. No, you guess first.
1: I really won't if it's not.
0: Yeah. Uh, Another one that's not. What do you think of? It's like you. You have to think about it. He is a slasher in a way. Because he's murdering the shit out of people. Uh, It's mahogany from oh yeah,
1: no, I wouldn't have thought you put that on midnight
0: meat train because he's more of a butcher when you think about it. But he is still people. He is still murdering people with handheld fucking instruments on the subway. So that
1: is a rule because I asked you and you said that wasn't a rule.
0: What? Well, no, 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 no. I'm saying it, it does. It does actually fit the like stereotypical slasher. He's killing people with cleavers, with hooks, like you know, handheld things. So that's my number one.
1: Yeah, sorry, my list took a while to make because uh, you asked me and then I suddenly forgot
0: everything. every <laughs> horror icon
1: ever what horror movies I had ever seen and what a slasher was. I'm like, oh my God, my brain is so blank right yeah, now. Yeah, I had, I had to, uh, yeah. And then you were like, try not to pick all the obvious ones i'm like oh my god i don't know if i've ever seen a movie yeah I, that's why i
0: tried to you know we both had like one major one like i had chucky you had you know Go- uh, i had
1: ghost face and freddy but well, yeah, to be fair freddy's, freddy's awesome yeah and um i tried to pick some more niche ones
0: no i like that that was a salt sol- oh, peach fuzz is
1: from creep and yeah. creep 2 by the way there's gonna be Hello, a creep 3 name. one day one if day. uh what's his face will stop acting in television and get back to his shit
0: yeah uh, six through 10, we've got Jason, or sorry, going six to 10, Jason, the Collector, Freddie, Michael Myers, and then the Fisherman from I Know What You Did Last Summer, 11 to 15, Angela from Sleepaway Camp 2 and 3, Todd slash Terry from uh, Blood Rage, Russ Thorn from Slumber Party Massacre, Cropsy from the Collector, no, Cropsy from The Burning, not The Collector, and Frank from Maniac. Boom! Oh my
1: god.
0: Yeah, so, um... Yeah, let's get on to this movie. As you know, this is the last episode. Well, you maybe don't maybe don't know. Ever. This is the last episode of Slashtober. Ever. This was an all scream factory Slashtober. We began the month with a not-so-traditional slasher, The Strangers. But at the end of the day, it is three people in masks with knives. I'm calling it a slasher. Stop making face at me. Uh, then we did Behind the Mask, Rise of Leslie Ver... Oh, no, sorry, sorry. We did Candyman, yeah. which, again, guy with hook, killing people.
1: Stip, stip. Slasher.
0: And then we did Behind the Mask, Rise of Leslie Vernon, which was literally about a serial killer coming back to murder people. And now Cherry Falls is going to cap this month off in the most epic way imaginable that you never would have thought. Because this is balls to the wall slasher. We're talking moments towards the end of the movie where slash, 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 slash. Like, it's amazing. So go ahead. Oh, no, I got to go ahead. Sorry. I got to do the thing over here make faces at
1: me. I was trying to say something. Oh, sorry. Go so ahead. I wouldn't stop talking. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Um, by the way, speaking of Candyman, um, for those of you who've seen it on there, it's more geared toward like teens and whatnot, but there is the, uh, the school for good and evil that went on Netflix, which has a wildly like, why is everyone in this film been nominated for an Oscar at some point kind of vibe to it? Um, not the kids. Obviously they were terrible. Most of them acting. Uh, but it there was actually a moment where a black guy in a trench coat was covered in bees, and I was like, "You guys couldn't think of another animal to put him in?" Because it's like, "Why are you doing a Candyman thing in this movie right now?"
0: That's kind of weird. It was weird. just
1: super bizarre. Um, it's a chaotic film, but it was kind of fun to watch, though.
0: Dynamite. Yeah,
1: it's like horror, Jason. If you're like, you wouldn't show your kid a horror movie because there's Caddy like a corner. lot of there's a lot of like dark themes in it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like Crimson Peak.
1: No, like um, Becoming Evil and uh, stuff evil. like
0: that. Evil. Speaking yeah. of evil, let's talk about Cherry Falls. Pure evil. So evil.
1: Um, that's loosely interpreted.
0: From 2000, released on October 20th of that year, straight to TVs. We'll get to that in the trivia. Rated R for mild sex and nudity, severe violence and gore, moderate profanity, mild alcohol, drugs, and smoking, and moderate frightening and intense scenes. Coming in at a whopping one hour and 32 minutes. Listed as a horror mystery thriller. uh, Directed by a man named Jeffrey Wright, who has eight directing credits. Also did Macbeth from 2006. Don't even know if that's an actual full-length movie. Could be a play. I don't know. It's
1: got the guy from Avatar in it. I checked. Dynamite. Yeah.
0: Written by Ken Seldon, who has... Three writing credits. Also did White Lies from 1997. Don't know what that is, but this was the last movie he wrote in 2000. You
1: just wanted to end on a high note.
0: And then one of the guys with my, or one of my favorite names of this list is composed by a man named Walter Wurzawa. Has 38 composer credits. Also did Hellraiser Inferno and Mimic 2. Yes. It's really weird that this is the caliber of people we're working with because this movie was so fucking awesome. Uh, cinematography, Anthony B. Richmond, probably did the most out of everyone that I've mentioned so far. 94, directing, er, 94 credits for Cinematography, also did Candyman, which we just did recently. The Sandlot, Ravenous, Just Friends, Employee of the Month, and Good Luck Chuck. What a wildly different, yeah, wildly different movies. Yeah. Horror movie, kids movie, love movies. Got it.
1: Love movies. Love That's movies. That's what you're going to call them. rom-coms. There um, you go. Let's not call them love movies. Yeah, that sounds like something else. It's really,
0: phew, pornos. Uh, it's really funny because when we did Candyman and I was like, oh, this guy did Cherry Falls, which I just received in the mail. Maybe we'll do that at some point. I was referring to this episode. You're welcome. Starring Brittany Murphy as Jody Markin, 68 acting credits, uh, also in Clueless as Ty, Girl Interrupted as Daisy, and Just Married as Sarah. Are you going to add anything to that? Because I figured you would.
1: Uh, She was also in uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous. There you go.
0: We've got Jay Moore as Leonard Marliston, 90 acting credits. Also in Jerry Maguire as Bob Sugar. Pay It Forward as Chris Chandler and The Adventures of Pluto Nash. That gem as Tony Francis. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest bomb ever. Michael Bine Bean as Sheriff Brent Markin. 112 acting credits. This guy is probably the most well-known because he was in Aliens as Corporal Hicks. Terminator as Kyle Reese and Planet Terror as Sheriff Haig. So or nothing important how? there. Nothing important. No iconic movies at all. And then we've got Jesse Bradford as Rod Harper. 55 acting credits. I don't know why he's in there. He dies in the first five minutes, so that was my bad. Uh, he was also in Bring On Again as Cliff Pantone. And Swim Fan as Ben Cronin. And then last but not least, we've got Candy Clark as Marge Markin, who has 71 acting credits, was also in American Graffiti as Debbie, and Zodiac as Carol Fisher. This has an estimated budget of $14 million, uh, worldwide box office gross of N.A. because it went straight to TV, and it was filmed in Dinwiddie, Warrington, Petersburg, and Richmond, Virginia. You can currently watch this on AMC Plus with subscription or buy the Scream Factory Blu-ray for $20 off of Amazon. Movies that came out around the same time. Talk about some bangers. We've got old, 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 little, 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 little Urban Legends Final Cut, Remember the Titans, Meet the Parents, Requiem for a Dream, Bedazzled. Yes. Amazing movie. Pay It Forward, Charlie's Angles. No, that's Angels. I did, wow. I didn't spell that. I thought I spelled that wrong and I was reading it wrong because I thought I spelled it wrong. Little Nicky, which we just watched. Hilarious. The Sixth Day, How the Grinch Stole Christmas and Rugrats in Paris. Did not know the Rugrats were still that pop. Oh, this is 2000. I was thinking. Yeah, 2000. I saw that
1: shit in theaters.
0: I was thinking 2010. Uh, did you have any specific horror mementos in this?
1: Ooh, uh, none that I'm willing to share for yeah, spoiler reasons.
0: I will share mine because there was a couple that I could have just that I just picked from. So uh, the one I'm just gonna choose to have one was the locker death when homie just like bursts out of the locker with like the hole in his head, and I was like, whoa, yeah. oh shit, very bloody. Uh, did you have a... F- uh, yeah, my favorite kills absolutely a spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, favorite scene? Oh, no, sorry. I added this in. I added this in because I was like, this is something I have to mention, but my favorite scene was the la- uh, was the fight between Jodie and the killer in the lab with the Matrix music in the background.
1: Oh, and she was just wailing stuff. Like, she climbed on top of, a sh- like, a cabinet. Yeah, like, like, don't go ol- for the door. Climb on a cabinet so where apparently... <laughs> There was a whole ass like box cutter just open and ready. And then
0: she was yeeting glass jars down at the killer. That was such an epic scene. I was like, it can't get better than this. Oh, but it does. Uh, Oh, but it does. Uh, Did you have a favorite character? No. I I, I, I mean,
1: Jody was fine. Leonard for me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You'll see. Uh, Least favorite character for me is every rapey boy in this movie because it was about 90% of them.
1: You know, we were talking about this and I was like, this film clearly hates women. And then I realized, no, I've got that backwards. This, this film clearly thinks all men are trash yeah because that's actually the vibe yeah
0: but you don't get that at first because there's like some very rapey moments in the beginning
1: a lot of uh, like unnecessary pressure
0: yeah where he's like i uh, what did he say i have to finish my mission and like tries to
1: the guy was saying like some weird it was like one of those car makeup scenes (coughs) and the guy was saying all this weird spacey type crap and then he's like um let me show you the way i love and he reaches our his hands between her legs and she's like uh no yeah. and he goes i have to finish my mission then proceeds forward anyway and she's like no what, the
0: fuck? what and, do you not understand about no yeah
1: and another guy who uh broke up with it well, we'll get into it but yeah. uh yeah just a lot of um i don't respect your boundaries and i don't respect your willing or your unwillingness to have sex with me on demand
0: it's kind of weird I no don't, i don't like that that situation at all no. uh did you have uh did you have a least favorite character
1: um i was gonna say kenny but he came back round which no. was confusing uh, he's still a shit bag though no no he is but he came back round in such an unexpected way yeah. that i was like i can't hate him as much because he is sticking it out in a really tough moment where he could have easily bailed if he were a shittier person why have we not
0: played footsie more often this is great
1: <laughs> i don't even know when this started
0: <laughs> um did you have a favorite quote or line i have two Mike, you have
1: some gems in there Ooh, to share. Those man.
0: All right. Uh, the lines
1: were absolutely amazing. You know what? I do have then, one. It's then, uh
0: school's out. No, sc- uh, no, no, no. It wasn't school's out. It was a uh, class dismissed. Oh,
1: yeah. It was class dismissed. <laughs> You're like, what the? Yeah, it's so
0: good. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're get, there's a lot of wacky one liners in the third act that come out of nowhere that just fucking killed me. That, so I have three. One of them was uh, there's there's two people in the beginning of the movie that die. And someone was like, well, you know, was anybody mean to him or? Any memories? And someone's like, um, she was like, I got in a fight with Rod in eighth grade and told him to eat shit and die. And then breaks down crying. I'm like, oh, okay. We all just say things. I don't think you, you know. You I don't
1: think he's holding it against yeah, you. Yeah, I don't think he's
0: holding it against you. And then I had the other two, which uh, Holy Hyman's Batman. They're killing virgins. Dead. And then my favorite one of all time is if the students find out this person is killing virgins, we're going to have a fuck fest on our hands. That the was, best. That was good. Fucking yeah. laughed so loud. I hurt my own ears. Um, imdb summary in the small town of cherry falls a psychotic murderer is killing off the virgins of the local high school take it away
1: oh boy so as we previously (laughs) stated the film opens up on a couple making out in a car and then we already explained everything the creepy boy did when he tried to um, you know go full steam ahead when the girl said no well she gets out of the car and he coaxes her back into the car, which is insane.
0: Yeah, can't believe she was willy. Lately. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. What are you doing, lady?
1: Um, so they go back to like kind of talking and making out. Again, insane. Um crazy. And some car pulls up with the lights really bright, like they had the brights on into the back of their car. So the guy gets out thinking it's one of his friends screwing around with um him. And uh they don't answer. So when he walks up, it's someone with long hair. Um, basically, I think he hits him with the door. The 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 killer like hits him with the door. A he, lot of things you can't happen. see. All you see is hair and a person. And the, and the killer like Ugh. hits him with the door. Wow. Sorry, I thought
0: I tried to do that as off mic as I did could.
1: Not. <laughs> um, and like proceeds to just like beat the shit out of this kid and the girl again, she does not seem to be the brightest, uh, just sits in the car screaming at him to run, locks the doors, and then when they both disappear, she hears the boy crying um, by the door, and so she finally lets uh, unlocks it just in time for the killer to be exactly where he was with his bait. Um, or I should say their bait because you really don't know who it is. Uh, but with the bait, and uh, they like break into the car. The girl tries to run away. The killer um, pins her against the tree and starts murderating her. And when the film started, I was like, oh, it's a guy. And then you're like, oh, they're wearing a skirt. I was wrong. The killer's a woman. Or,
0: oh, their nails are painted. Okay. Not the same guys can't paint their nails, but yeah, the long hair, the nails, the skirt. You're like, a woman killer? Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'm intrigued already. Like,
1: that doesn't happen as often.
0: Very, very seldom.
1: So then it cuts over to another couple making out, which is uh, what?
0: It's just such a horny movie. Like, oh, I I was like, what did I say wrong? Right off the bat, I looked at you. I was like, is this, like, dude, this movie's already hornier than Bram Stoker's Dracula. Holy shit
1: um i outright told you uh it's a movie about people getting killed for being virgins what did you think was gonna happen in this Their film budding
0: sexuality yeah, yeah. i don't, I don't so, know i didn't expect everyone to be fucking like that already. like right off the bat
1: yeah so uh it's Brittany murphy's character uh whose name once again has left my head her name is jody jody, jody and her shit heel boyfriend sometimes kenny Uh, making out in a car and he is talking about, um, he is trying to push things further because apparently that's all the boys in this town know how to do is disrespect boundaries. Disrespect your boundaries. Oh. Now you think you mean don't disrespect my boundaries. Oh, sorry,
0: sorry, don't. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I I meant, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, so they're making out and she's like, no, I don't want to do that yet. And, um, he... Apparently takes this to mean that he should break up with her because she won't have sex with him, which is always classy. Um, I mean, it
0: has been a year. Come on, you know. A year for a high schooler. I'm teasing. Christ. It's
1: so crazy. Like, it's been a year. Yeah. A high schooler. If this is your first serious relationship. Holding hands may have been racy at the time, yeah, if, so maybe uh, yeah, no. simmer down. If
0: you're in your 20s or something, and it's been a year, and you're not doing it, then that, like,
1: hey, there must
0: be a reason at that point.
1: <laughs> yeah, but like a high schooler, take as much time as you. Actually, anyone should take as much time as they need. But um, you know, like high schoolers, generally that stuff goes a lot slower anyway. Yeah,
0: because, I did I, unless I mean, you're I,
1: in drama or the band or something. I mean.
0: Yeah, Uh, I lost my virginity when I was nineteen, so I would probably have died in this movie because I was. Is that
1: what we're sharing on air now? I mean,
0: you know, we're talking about virginity, so yeah, I was nine. I was either I was it was eighteen or nineteen. It was after high school, though. I know that, but it was before I was twenty. Don't
1: you mean we waited until we were married? Yeah. Yeah. Said no one ever. We didn't even kiss until that day. Yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, fucking. I shared mine. Time for you to share yours. Come on. You're making me share something personal about myself that I don't want to share.
0: Oh, okay. I thought we were. I thought we we're just in the sharing mood.
1: No, I was being sarcastic. I don't really want to share, though.
0: Fine. Yeah. Pr- prude. Sorry,
1: I don't want to share that information with strangers. who are listening to the I guess podcast. I'm a
0: hussy, then. Sorry.
1: Yeah, you are. Prude. Um. <laughs> I'm
0: kidding. Go ahead.
1: Anyway, so. There, she stops it. Uh, he says he's gonna break up with her because she won't put out. Um, and then her mom shows up, and they're kind of discussing about whether or not her father is home because he, um, or she will get in trouble with him for breaking curfew. And mom's like, oh, you got time to sneak in?" She sneaks in. Uh, her dad is just in her room, like, um, and it turns out the reason he's uh, so uptight, he's the sheriff.
0: This town ain't big enough for the both of
1: us. He's like she's like sixth graders have uh later curfews than me and they're like, they're not the sheriff's daughter. Like, are you just gonna lord that over my head or what what? Why?
0: What does that even mean? You're 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 advocating for sixth graders to be out later than me? That's a weird rule. That's a weird thing to say, dad.
1: So weirdly enough, uh the dad gets the call about murders. Um and despite her dad being the sheriff, uh Joni Joni. Jody. Jody. <laughs> Yeah, uh, (laughs) Jody does not have any fucking clue when she comes to school the next day that anyone has died. She thinks there's just gossip about this couple, and someone else is in a very nice way said they are uh, deceased, dead. They are no longer on this mortal coil. Yeah, just like bro
0: could have said that a weird or, or a different way.
1: Yeah. Um. So yeah, they're uh. She's kind of surprised and shocked at that information. Everyone in the school is talking about it. Uh, they find out that um, the girl and the boy who died had virgin carved into them. So the father shows up with the police force and um, comes to the school to ask questions and talk to the students because they, you know, they want to talk to people that knew the kids. And while Jody's English teacher, is having a whole conversation about, like, maybe say, talking on the subject, if there's anything they need to say. Um, that's when people take a very flippant uh, tone about death, and you're like, why are you guys treating this like a joke? Oh, yeah, Mr. Marlston's class. Yeah,
0: Leonard Marl- Marlston.
1: No. Yeah, and um, so they are taking a really flippant response they're not taking it seriously um then the sheriff comes in starts trying to talk to them about it um but kids are assholes so yeah.
0: every every senior that has ever existed has always thought they were too fucking cool for school even if you you know jocks uh nerds goths whatever doesn't matter everyone you, you at that point in time you just you, you don't realize it until you look back on it but i 100% cent thought I was One, the absolute 100%. shit. 100%. it <laughs> with uh in, in you know when I was a senior, you know. You just you have that uh, that certain time frame where you just think you're like untouchable. Yeah. 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 I think everyone goes through that. At, at some point in their life. I don't know. It's weird. So yeah, these kids are just fucking douchebags.
1: <laughs> seriously though. So uh Jody is there with her uh BFF eating lunch. And, uh, apparently overnight, Kenny has gotten a whole ass other girlfriend. Like, it's been 12 hours. (laughs) Where'd she come from? It's been one day. So, um... That was super bizarre, and uh, Jody tries to facilitate a conversation between her BFF and this stoner guy who's eating chips by sticking his tongue out and picking them up off the plate with his tongue.
0: Yeah, that was uh, amazing. Was really <laughs> I'm just going to say that. I was watching that like, what did what they tell him to do on set that day? Hey, be a weirdo. Stack your food up. Be a up. pothead. <laughs> oh, that's right. They were smoking weed later in the movie. I forgot about that. Yeah,
1: yeah so... Um, that all happens and uh, then during the midst of this lunch a girl comes tearing into the um into the lunchroom and starts beating the shit out of this guy um because she says he's been saying things about her and then he makes some derogatory remarks in a, uh reference to her supposedly giving him a blowjob which she says is untrue thereby proving Yes, every guy at the school is gross.
0: Apparently, yeah, everyone's just a shit bag. Yeah, and uh, shout
1: out to that girl though, because not only was she beating his ass, a when the principal came in, like with the administrators to try to break it up, she socked him right in the stomach. Yeah, he goes
0: <laughs> and she... tumbling down. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: took like three guys to like detain her, and you're like, damn, girl, get she, it, dude.
0: Women have that strength. It's like the uh, mother lifting the car off. You know that that whole trope in movies where the you know the kids needs help, and the mom just lifts the car to save the kid. They man, women have that, you know that that crazy strength. I yeah. don't know what it is. You guys just summon it from deep and deep down.
1: Yeah, so um, it's a good time. That happens. Uh, we get to see Jody taking fighting lessons from her dad, which ends with him pinning her down on the ground in a very, very weird way. It was
0: very sexual.
1: It was like God. If he were her age, this would be a moment where you'd think they'd kiss. There was this very weird incestuous thing going on between her and her parents where it was like both parents. It wasn't, oh, they're being creepy with her. But it was like, mm, they feel a little too close. Well,
0: fucking mom's kissing her on the mouth, which is ultra weird. I was like spe- I understand,
1: people do that with their toddlers or babies, and but you're 16 year old. Yeah,
0: even and even then, for me, that's still weird to kiss your child on the lips. I don't know, it's weird. Uh, when you're a kid, uh, whatever. But yeah, if you're a high school senior and you're kissing your child on the lips, that's fucking weird. And then yeah, you have the weird incestuous relationship with the dad. When especially, are you going to talk about yes, you? I'm mo- into okay, that. okay, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll comment on that when you do that. But yeah, it's a very weird relationship going on in this in this household. I was I was very uncomfortable by it.
1: Yeah, and at that point, um, it cuts to the evening, and there is a um. the the girl who was whooping that boy's ass in the lunchroom, uh, she's at home, um, and uh, her parents aren't there, and someone's like trying to get in the door, and you can you can see that it's whoever it was again. This is uh someone in a skirt. With boots, long hair, and a coat. Yeah, like like
0: a leather jacket.
1: It's funny, we were kind of talking about the look, and we're like, oh, this kind of vibes like the malignant look. Like, did they use this as a point of reference because it I, I, looks
0: no like
1: so similar
0: I'm, I'm telling you james wan absolutely had to use that as a point of reference because the long black hair the leather i mean it wasn't a trench coat it was like a leather jacket and then the knife that he, you know because the fucking killer had these like awesome interchangeable knives with different plug handles and play knife yeah like
1: you can pop them on and off
0: you can pop the handle off and put it on different blades and like when he was uh um, when the killer was running what
1: i'm gonna throw it at you
0: oh just do it Oh. Yeah, when the killer was running at uh, what's her face, Jody, with like I was like, this is malignant. I was like, this is just. I mean, obviously not in the same context of uh, you know the twist that went with malignant, but just the how the killer looked. I was like, yeah, James Wan definitely saw this, and was like, ooh, I could take this and use this and make it even crazier. So.
1: Yeah. So. Um, where was I? You made me forget. Oh, yeah, so it's the girl, and uh, the person's like, oh, your mom said I could come over. Um, can I just leave a note? And she's like, uh, I guess so. She looks like she wants to say no, and you're like, why say yes then if you are uncomfortable? Yeah. Says yes anyway. <laughs> gets murderated. Um, yeah. She and does. also gets virgin carved onto her leg. Uh, at this point, they realize that the person is, they've like proven that these are... Uh, these people are virgins. They can't really prove the guy's a virgin, but like the women, because their hymen's intact, which by the way, doesn't actually mean anything. That yeah. is a myth. Um, but they're like, oh, we can prove that they are. So they're just going after virgins. And uh, so it's like a whole thing. And they dis- <sighs> decide to like call a town meeting to at least tell the parents, not the kids. Um Because they want uh, everyone to be safe. And there is this extremely weird moment where Jody's dad wakes her up in the middle of the night to ask her if she's a virgin and how far she and Kenny have gone. And could they go further? Like.
0: What? And then she is like, are you are you mad? I'm still a virgin. What the fuck conversation are we having in this household?
1: Yeah, but what's she
0: going on no. randomly
1: throughout the film? She'll just go,
0: daddy. Yeah. And you're just and
1: like, like uh, why do you keep saying it in that breathy voice? Calling your dad, daddy. Like if that's a thing that you've had long established, Whatever. But why do you have to say it so breathy?
0: I think there is a a certain, at least for me, if I had a daughter, there would be a certain time where I want her to stop calling me that just because, I don't know, I feel like it would be weird in your teenage years. Usually
1: you stop doing that when you're older, yeah.
0: Yeah, but mainly because of the weird kink that's associated. It's It's also
1: way too popular now, It's also
0: way too popularized where, like, guys love being called daddy and I'm like, no, mm. I don't want that. I don't, yeah, I don't, no. So, Yeah. It's just a weird thing with her and her dad. I mean, dad if that's your mom. thing,
1: that's your thing. But I, I no, oh yeah, no. I'm
0: not just, I'm not like,
1: we're not kink shaming here. No, are yeah, just like that's not my. That's thing. just
0: not my bag. I don't want to be referenced as daddy. That's just and weird. I
1: won't. So the only
0: mean, time I find that funny was in that H H N house, daddy. That was the only time. Oh boy.
1: Anyway, <laughs> so um,
0: guts. Sorry.
1: We have that whole weird moment. Then we have a moment where um, Jody goes to give her uh, teacher Leonard a uh, her classwork from T.S. Eliot and uh, yeah. proceeds to read parts of the poetry to him, like recite them. And we're like, that is both cringy and weird. And she kind of feels like she's flirting with him, which also felt weird. And the fact that he wasn't like deterring that kind of behavior or like even implying that that was not something you'd be comfortable with.
0: Yeah, especially yeah.
1: Especially <laughs> as her teacher, as yeah. an adult, like let me tell you, most teachers, if their kid get any whiff of that, and they're like, eh, "Nope." Yeah. Let's be clear: the boundaries right here, and I will not give you any indication that that is anywhere near. Well, like teachers like to be seen as basically kindles yeah. to their students. <laughs> we are sexless beings as I far am as a you're robot. concerned. Yeah, oil. Sorry. So, yeah, she has that weird moment. Well, then they hear a noise. So, and she thinks she sees someone standing in the hallway. So they go to investigate, and what? Oh yeah. Yeah, and then uh, they find a cigarette butt, and but they don't find anybody. But they do see a. Uh, but we see that there's someone standing there with a shoe with a little checker pattern on it. So. She leaves the teacher. The teacher goes to the town meeting. And um, then that's when we have an epic chase scene between her and the killer. Um
0: That's my favorite oh. scene. You
1: yeah, know, that's right.
0: Well, you, they, I, mean, I
1: think I'm slightly ahead of myself. She goes to spy on the town meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With her friend who is the like the reporter of the school. And uh, when he goes to borrow her phone, she goes off looking for him, finds his body And, um, Timmy, she finds Timmy's body in the locker room and that's when she is attacked by the killer and the killer and her have a very epic chase down moment. Oh yeah. Um, it's really spectacular. She does in fact sling a whole ass shark at him at one point. Oh, that
0: was so epic. And then knocks him out. And, uh, it's also, yeah, Timmy was a, was a pretty big red. There's a lot of red herrings in this.
1: Yeah.
0: So yeah, they, 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 it's like it's I was misdirected at who I thought was the killer throughout the entire movie. Yeah. Never would have expected that person. I was like, oh, fuck it, that makes sense though.
1: And uh, so she escapes and then she gets to go to the uh, police station where she gives a description of the woman that chased her, um, whose face was completely covered in hair. so she doesn't actually really know much about what the person looked like. so she's doing her best to describe her. And um, then she eavesdrops on a phone call after her dad looks a little uncomfortable based on the description. She eavesdrops on a phone call about a woman whose name is Lorelai. Either Lorelai
0: or Lorelai. I thought they said Lorelai, but they spelled it Lorelai. So let's just say Lorelai.
1: Yeah, Lorelai. Sherman. uh, Sherman. And she doesn't know who that is. And um, so she does try to figure it out, but she's like not kind of getting any info on it. Um, and then it turns out all the students find out about the whole their this killer's killing virgins
0: that happens at the town meeting that they were spying on. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, and then they had the students decide to throw a uh, what are you doing? I'm trying to itch my
0: beard, and then I hit the mic. Sorry.
1: Um, a pop your cherry party. Oh or ball,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, where all the students are going to get together at this abandoned house to bang each other, so that way they won't get murdered. And you're like. Ew.
0: Make your joke about the thing.
1: Which joke about the thing? This
0: school would become famous for... Oh,
1: yeah, like this school's going to set a record for prom night babies.
0: And then when you said that during the movie, I was like, prom night dumpster baby from Family Guy. Uh,
1: Well, they do at least put in a nice little moment where the girls get together to talk about what to realistically expect because the one girl that uh, knows what happens uh sets realistic expectations and talks about birth control and uh protection i'm like you know what i don't hate that they had this scene because uh normally they're like ah we don't even need to discuss condoms and these girls are like what can we do about protection and she's like i recommend using condoms in this instance and whatnot and you're like huh Most of these films wouldn't even bother discussing it.
0: Well, but I mean, they're all virgins, so it's not like they're going to have a sexually transmitted disease. So they really don't need to be that. Well, that's not
1: true because that doesn't, they didn't say virgins only. There could be plenty of people there who have had sex before that are just looking to get laid. Oh, I thought
0: they were all supposed to be virgins.
1: Um, all the virgins were showing up.
0: Oh, okay. Well,
1: but yeah, so it was a, it was actually kind of a nice that Like they actually brought it up. Um, but yeah, so this is all happening. Uh, Jody gets to her mom, who is wildly drunk at all times. Um, this
0: time in the kitchen uh, in the afternoon with the bottle. <laughs> yeah, and
1: uh, like she is straight drinking out of that bottle and like looks a full super, size liquor bottle and
0: looks super nervous, just like uh, Jody's dad did earlier. They're nervous about everything going on, and you get really weird vibes as to like. What the fuck's going on?
1: Yeah, and so she brings up um, Lorelai Sherman to her mom, who's like, nope, never heard of that, don't know who that is, just kind of brushes it off entirely. So she sneaks out, goes to the library, looks up this missing girl, her mom follows her, yells at her, she yells back at her mom, who's too drunk to actually get into a full-on argument. (laughs) Yeah, she is. And at this point, her mom reveals the... Reason everyone's nervous about Lorelai Sherman. And by the way, while this is happening, the father has gone to West Virginia for mystery reasons, and apparently it is to look for said Lorelai Sherman.
0: Yeah. Um, goes to like the house or something.
1: Yeah, where he doesn't find her, but he finds a bunch of weird shit with like just baby dolls and stuff. It, it's odd. Um, so. Then we find out from the mother, Lorelai Sherman was an outcast when they were uh, seniors in high school. And um, one night she or she claimed to have been raped by four men, um, but no one believed her because she was weird. And uh, the guys they were referring to were um, in good standing families, so they just didn't do anything about it and nothing ever happened with it. Well, she starts asking who the men were, and one of them is her principal. And after some back and forth with her mother, turns out the fourth guy was her father. She says, though, that her father didn't actually participate and that he was really... um, He was too drunk. He was falling down to actually have participated. Uh, But he didn't rat them out
0: either. Yeah, which is her point.
1: She's like, so he told them what happened then. And she's like, no. And you're like, so that doesn't seem like that's any better to me. No. And at this point, now you know something is going on that connects this because the person that has been killing people looks exactly like Lorelai Sherman. So is it Lorelai? Is it someone seeking vengeance on her behalf? Like, who's it going to be? Why are they doing this? Why in God's name are they killing all these virgins?
0: Uh, With the way they were going in the third act, I really was hoping for a Scooby-Doo moment where they pull off the wig and it's like, it's this man from the old cellar or whatever, because at that point it just was so off the rails and chaotic. I mean, the whole movie was absolutely, absolutely chaotic, but that third act was... Just popped off. That third act was the most bonkers shit I've seen in so long, and I was hooting and hollering yeah you and i both both of it yeah there were so many killer lines that just had us like wailing it was insane so i i call that what uh, that's what i would call a perfect three-act structure slow exposition interesting uh you know like build up and then just a fucking bonkers third act i don't even know i need to see what you rate like would rate this to see where i'm at because i'm at i i'm pretty fucking high with my rating
1: yeah, the only thing I had, um, which is sort of a spoiler, but sort of not a spoiler, that I had an issue with, I know there, um, some of my predictions, I was concerned about what they were going to do with the villain, because I had some speculations, it did not go the way I was worried it was going to go, so that was nice. That was good, yeah. But, upon further reflection of the whole dad being there for the rape of this woman when he was younger... um they kind of explained that, like, he was drunk, but his friends put him on top of this girl. So he knew what was happening, but he was, like, too fall down drunk to even stand. And his friends were the ones that were moving him. You're like, mm, this feels weirdly gray. Kind yeah. of feels like they assaulted both of you at that point. Because if you couldn't even stand, let alone move, and they were moving you on your behalf, you could have been aware but not necessarily in control of your own faculties to have made that decision. So at that point, that kind of feels like your friends used you to rape somebody while simultaneously like raping you using somebody else. It, it's just very like, it weird. was very weird. Like I kind of don't know where I fall with the dad. Cause I'm like, eh, it kind of feels like he didn't really get a choice in the matter either. um, Cause he was so absolutely shit faced that he didn't even know what was happening but he knew it was happening. Like he was too incoherent to really make decisions.
0: Yeah. Uh, that was a really weird part of that movie. It was like, Oh, you could have just left it where we thought he didn't do anything, but now it turns out he did. Oh, I was like, that just got real dark, man. Got real dark. And you know what? For a 2000s movie, I'm proud to say we almost made it all the way through without a homophobic statement until someone had to come out of fucking left field with Butt Pirate. And you're like really, guys? Oh, and someone called someone a homo. Yeah, someone called someone a homo. We were like, we were an hour and eight minutes into this one hour and 30 minute movie with no homophobic statements. We almost did it, guys. Come on.
1: Honestly, (laughs) on the uh, 2000s homophobic scale, if we go from like a one to ten I'd say it was like Like a a one I was gonna say it's
0: like a two just because of the two statements you know No, because
1: if we did it by that number some of them would fly off the list
0: yeah well Um, we're looking at you club dread at like a nine yeah Uh,
1: but no it was more like a, a one very mild amazingly mild for the time and the subject matter. It could have yeah. gotten... Could have gotten a lot worse. Way worse. Especially I will with say everyone
0: th- having sex. Like, the whole thing is being about a virgin and fucking... And there, there could have been a lot of times that have been like, oh, you're, you know, you're probably gay or whatever. Like, and it's like,
1: the, at least they didn't go there, but like, you almost
0: had it, guys. But
1: on the flip side, they probably didn't go there because their version of representation, because everyone was white and thin except for one, one chubby white guy... There were there were some background characters, and I mean background like they didn't have speaking lines. They were just in a group of people who weren't white, and there were definitely no gay people in the film. Like yeah. this film was white like a loaf of bread. Yeah, one so bread. uh it, it, straight as a board. Like this this was a very uh white hetero film. Yeah, um that didn't mean it wasn't super fun and campy and chaotic, but you're like. What town is this?
0: Yeah, I didn't expect that much camp for a 2000s movie. Uh, and I, I just fucking it. But you don't it.
1: get the camp right away, by the way. You no, have to wait for it, <laughs> but it's worth the wait.
0: It's so worth it. Oh, my God. Uh, what would you rate it or what did you rate it?
1: Like three, three and a half.
0: Okay, I'll just, I'll stick with the four then.
1: We can give it a five. I was almost
0: gonna get. I was. I was thinking four and a half, just because I. I just loved. I'll. I'll give it a four.
1: I think I would have given it higher give it had it they four. not gotten that very confusing moral gray. What do we? How do you? Ha- how are you supposed to feel oh, about so the then, dad?
0: Okay, so then I'll tell. Ta- yeah. So because I wanted to give it a four or five, I'll just take that half away for that exact thing that you just said. Yeah. So four stars for me. Let me run through this trivia real quick and the taglines because oh, these taglines are oh so fun. Lose your innocence or lose your life. Innocence has never been deadlier. At Virgin high, it's put out or die. If you haven't had it, you've had it. <laughs> what would you give to live and get laid or die? Yes. Trivia. Due to ongoing censorship issues with the MPAA, the film was never given a theatrical release in the United States and was released as a TV movie on the USA Network. As a result, Cherry Falls is the most expensive television movie ever produced with a budget of $14 million. The film was written by Ken... Seldon as a satire with plenty of comedic elements, but director Jeffrey, or Jeffrey Wright viewed it far more serious. Wright kept much of the satire, but also increased the horror, removing much of the comedy from Seldon's script.
1: that tracks. Yeah,
0: but I would have loved to see more funny stuff. Uh, one of the very few horror movies where the credits run backwards, top to bottom, not the usual bottom to top. David Lynch was offered the script to direct, and while he said he liked it, he turned it down as he was doing Mulholland Drive, would have loved to see a fucking lynch version of this, though. Holy shit. And then two goofs. Sheriff Brent and gets a call at 3.13 in the a.m. regarding the murder of the two high school students. But when he gets there, it is clearly daytime. And three nights in a row, there's a full moon, which is literally impossible. Because uh, every night they show a shot of the full moon for three yeah. nights. Uh, rated 5.2 out of 10 on IMDb. 2.9 out of 5 on Letterboxd. You gave it a 3.5. I gave it a 4. I fucking loved it. One of my new favorite movies. Yeah, that was, so uh, awesome. that was such
1: a fun random find. And sometimes that shit doesn't work out. So that was nice that it worked out. It,
0: it worked and I liked it. It was the last slasher and it was the slasheriest slasher we've done this month. So that caps it off for Slashtober. Uh, I'm very excited for next year when we're going to have monthly themes throughout the entire year. Of course, Slashtober will be back for that as well. Um, so, yes, that is Cherry Falls. You're going to have to buy it or you're going to have to have AMC to watch it. It is very hard to find otherwise. Uh, Check us out on Facebook at Frightmares and Instagram and Slasher app at Frightmares Podcasts. We are at Twitter, uh, Frightmares underscore pod. I am Dr. Proctor on Letterboxd, and you are?
1: Watson LMP 90.
0: Yes, we're going to go see Pray for the Devil this weekend. Super excited. We'll report back on that next week. Um, I fucking don't know what we're doing next week. It's me and Spencer, but we have to pick a movie because me and Spencer were supposed to do this episode. Are you but you're gonna he- have
1: a happy Halloween, perhaps?
0: Yeah, what
1: gonna have a happy Halloween? Yeah, because Halloween's next. Oh, yeah, happy Halloween,
0: everybody! Yeah, yeah, by the time this comes out, Halloween will be in three days. So, a happy Halloween, do spooky things, get candy, uh, scare the neighborhood children, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see you next week, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Me and Spencer still have to pick a movie, because like I said, he was supposed to do this, but never got his movie in, and he couldn't find it anywhere. So thank you for filling in, Gabby. Me and Spencer will be back next week doing TBD, and until then, stay tuned and stay spooky.